0: He looked at me and said, if someone offers you something for free, you better check it before you take it.
1: <laughs> Welcome to the RC Roundtable podcast, where we discuss the latest RC hobby news, events, model reviews, and a whole lot more. Well, howdy folks. Welcome to the RC Roundtable episode number one, five five and uh joining me is lee ray that's me and terry dunn i'm surprised you remember our names it's been so long yeah yeah so we uh, really did you have to write
2: that on your hand
0: i'm wearing a name tag
1: (laughs) (laughs) hello my name is yeah as terry alludes to we uh we've been a little slacking a little bit lately uh we actually a bunch of us have been traveling and kind of Pretty busy. Emily's been uh, <laughs> frolicking, of the world.
0: carefree in the U.S. <laughs> <laughs> yes. doing our thing.
1: So that's interrupted our production schedule a bit, and we apologize. For we those. do,
0: and it's it's not. It doesn't feel good. I will. I we've been kind of ornery, at least maybe I. I'm usually the ornery one, but I have been expressing to my buddies here that it has been a while since we recorded, and uh, probably lost half our viewership alone because they can't count on us anymore. So let's bring them back have one hell of an episode. Let's all do right. it, girls, girls, girls. That'll bring them back. Right? <laughs> you get a car, and you get a car. <laughs> ah, all right. So where do we start, man? Hey, you oh. know what? I'm going to start by giving something away. Oh, that's a good start. I'm just going to start doing doing that. How's that? We'll just start right There's here. You shocked? We're not giving stuff away. We're gonna, we're not going to wait any longer. Uh, a couple like we weeks. We didn't take a break at all.
2: We. <laughs> we just, <laughs>
0: they, Get comfortable, Terry. (laughs) So uh, when I got back, oh, excuse me, when Fitz and I were at Joe Nall, we picked up a whole bunch of bling. You got some of the pins, too, didn't you, uh, Fitz? Yeah, I did get a couple. Of them. I don't know what I did with them, but yeah. <laughs> so I picked up some coins. I picked up a couple of pins, and I, I actually had an extra one. So a couple of weeks ago, I posted on our Facebook page a little giveaway. So it was very simple. All you do is post a comment with a photo of your airplane. Just, you know, whatever you, whatever you like to fly. And some people did, and I picked a random winner. And here we go. To start off episode 155, I'm going to congratulate Eric Lunos... That was quick. Sorry, I didn't wait for your germ roll. Yeah, that's okay. Yeah. Uh, I've already been in touch with Eric and he said, hey, that's awesome. So I got his address. He will <laughs> After be. He said, who? <laughs> yeah. Who is this? <laughs> <laughs> I thought y'all podcast died a long time ago. Um, I don't know if Eric talks like that.
3: <laughs> yes, you do. You I just you insulted our you. winner. <laughs> Eric's like, man, I'm from New York. What are you yeah, he's, he's British. I've really yeah, he's things British.
0: Up. <laughs> uh, so Eric, congratulations. Thanks for posting, sharing your photo with us. And uh, I'm sure I'll have another giveaway in the next uh, one or two episodes because I got some more travel plans coming up. We'll talk about that at the end of the podcast. But anyway, there we go. A winner, winner, chicken dinner for Wait, our buddy remind, remind me how he won? He just had to post a comment in the do you want to win a pin? Oh right right. okay, so you posted a Facebook thread that said post
2: your favorite airplane. Yeah, did they have to say
0: why? app you know it could be because it still flies. Uh, I just okay. anybody who posted something, they were in the drawing. Gotcha.
2: All right. Congratulations. Yeah.
0: So there you go. There's our, that's the way to start an episode. <laughs> Give something yeah. away. That's didn't funny. cost Eric nothing.
1: <laughs> they asked me, "What's your favorite plane?" I'm like, "The uh, the uh, 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 the one that flies." I, I can't yeah, answer the, that. The
0: one I'm flying right now. Yeah. <laughs> Get away from me! <laughs> <laughs> all, right. all right, all right. Now it's your turn, Fitz. My turn. Oh. Yeah, I took over from you. Sorry. Oh. We can keep going. Huh? You
1: you uh you did some some neat stuff with the camp AMA, if I recall.
0: I did. It feels so long ago, so I'm not sure I can remember everything. <laughs> you I mean, went you did some things, you came back. There you yeah. Go. Uh, so since our last podcast, I have gone to, attended, enjoyed, and come back from Camp AMA at, uh, in Muncie, Indiana, where AMA headquarters are at the International Aeromodeling Center. We call it IAC. And this is my second year. I took my boys again. They again had a wonderful time. And we had more people this time. Last year we had, I think, 10. And this year we had 19. Oh, wow. And wow. only one of the 10 did not show up. And I think he'd already aged out. So that's, oh. how, that's how great it was that all these kids you know, wanted to come He's back. He's already got a wife and kids. <laughs> and, and his favorite planes. So it's a week-long fun event for the kids. Uh, <laughs> I hope. No one from from my office listens to this podcast, but I think it was almost too fun. And I, I can go into details if you guys pry it out of me. But I think we just we we let go of the leashes. <laughs> these kids went crazy. Um, it was just, I mean, its it was heaven, actually. You know, you think about it. If you just give these kids whatever they want and at any time and say, here, just go and fly, it, it was what every adult wants these days. We probably mm-hmm. could have charged eight times the amount we charge these kids for adults to take a week off from work and, and fly whatever they wanted. We had a great time. Uh, there are projects. There were some challenges. We had one where you had an egg drop. And I think the time limit was you had 30 minutes to build your design, but it ended up being like an hour. (laughs) Just, you know, you find some snags. But everybody was given a package of supplies, and you had to build an an egg drop and a way to protect the egg. And we actually had two people win the first round. I forgot how they picked the winner in the second. I was probably working on something else, but that was entertaining. The kids were all seeing what would fly. And I was given pilot control of one of the aircraft because it was very windy and the the two students just didn't feel comfortable flying it and it drastically changed the flying characteristics of this aircraft strapping a huge egg drop underneath it but we did we did get it dropped it just didn't survive not my fault (laughs) i got the plane to altitude i flipped the switch my job was done so now i know how it feels to be one of those sae pilots fits (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> given something with strange cg and a very little elevator <laughs> no power <laughs> please fly it around and land uh it's it's boy that was a challenge so uh that was fun we did we oh, god there's a lot of things we did we went bowling that was our one of our last things to do just for a break and the kids loved that not uh, airplane I, bowling but actual bowling. <laughs> actual bowling okay. we went down we also went to see top gun as a group Oh. And I won't talk about too much of that because it's a, just a movie thing, but Top Gun's great. If you haven't seen it, you got to go see it. And we went into this really old theater. Forgive me, I don't remember the name of the town. It was about 45 minutes away from Muncie. Springfield. Was, no don't don't do this QA. i don't remember it's in another town but it the building was just so old and it was very rectangle and there were no windows which you wouldn't expect in a movie theater but it just you, it would <laughs> yeah. look more like a a warehouse where you might have animals you know lose lose part of their life and become handbags <laughs> and something it just it was very odd and the the entrance there was no you know sign there it just it was a door you know it's kind of scary it's like when we talk about terry's basement buying stories it's like come down to the basement buy some airplanes i've got you knock and the <laughs> window slides open on the door that's it what's the password <laughs> Speakeasy. but that being said you go in, you smell, you smell popcorn. You go, Oh my God, this is great. So that's how they, that's how they really, you, really you in <laughs> They get you the popcorn. And it was an old theater. There was old seats. And Ryan was laughing his butt off going, Oh my God, these seats must be from the sixties or something. He was making fun of it, but they had a nice setup. The screen was like brand new. They had a digital projector and the sound was great. And, And once we, once the movie started, I never once thought I was in an old warehouse. It actually was really enjoyable and the kids had a great time. So that was, in fact, many of the kids said that was one of their favorite things to do besides fly was to just go see a movie. Hmm. Um, Hmm. But we built lots of planes. I brought my trailer. I, boy, I don't want to get on a long story about this, but I think for me, uh, (laughs) had I not brought everything I did put in that trailer for these kids, there would have been a lot of planes not flown. (laughs) <laughs> I I had brought so much stuff that was utilized. Uh, it's kind of like how I feel when I go to Best, you know, and I solder for food. So <laughs> you know? brought the scrapyard. I brought. Parts I from? did. I brought all kinds of tools. And in fact, it, there were. I think just watching these these students' faces light up when they asked me for something odd, like, "Do you have a piece of carbon fiber this like that would fit right here?" And I go, "Oh yeah," and they go, "Really?" <laughs> <laughs> I said, yeah, because I brought, I, I don't know if you'd seen it, Terry, but I have a huge box that's just push rods and carbon fiber rods. I don't know okay. if you've ever seen it, but I've, I've been collecting stuff in there for a long, long time. But I threw it in the trailer and sure enough, kids were just digging through that and it was fine. You know, I'm glad I was able to help them, but there were straight, you know, a lot of tools that I had that these kids just had not seen before or never used. And uh, that was along with Kyle Jarris, who was the education director who bought a lot of tools uh, for this event. Uh, we were able to really help these kids out. I think we, we must have built five or six planes that were in scraps uh, from the beginning of the week and made them work. And one of my favorite stories were the kids who had the, I don't know the brand, it was an F-16 Foamy, rather large actually, and it was a very popular plane we flew last year. Uh, but, you know, someone got a little cocky, decided to test the, the limbo, Contest and he failed. <laughs> oh, F sixteen. Oh, he the dragged ground always it. wins that. Oh my god, not this ground. Oh, Fitz, remember, Do you remember Fitz when we were at SCOBY for a Warbird event? That guy inverted like a bearcat or something, and the canopy was sanded off, and the nose <laughs> was oh, sanded yeah. off. <laughs> okay, so that happened to this F sixteen, but it dug through so much, it actually stripped wires. Oh, I mean, it, oh, wow. <laughs> I mean, it just skidded for so long. But I'm, I'm here to say through their dedication, through all my tools and through all the supplies we had, we got it back up and flying.
1: Oh, well.
4: Wow.
0: Hey, you know, Impressive. and that's that's really what it's all about. It's part of that learning. You know, if, if, you, if you're going to stay in this hobby, you crash, you get back up, you dust it off, <laughs> you pull out your wallet <laughs> and you keep flying. And they did. We had a great time. So uh, again, I'll wrap up Camp AMA. It's a wonderful, wonderful summer camp for kids 13 to 17. Uh, I don't know when they'll have registration up starting next year. But if you know of some kids that are in that age, whether they're your family or if they are junior members in your club, I highly recommend you get them signed up as soon as possible. I think because of how big it felt this year and the number of volunteers we can have and the size of the room that we use, we are probably going to have to limit it to no more than 25. And I expect now with the COVID kind of waning off and And the number, this number being so big that we'll have a great number come back next year. And so that cap will really limit the number of people who can get in. So, you know, here we go. Here's my little insider information. If you can get somebody to summer camp next year, try to get in as soon as possible. Act Uh, now. Operators are standing by. (laughs) So, Uh, again, what is the age range? 13 to 17. There we go. And you can go to modelaircraft.org. Well, modelaircraft.org is... AMA's site. It's amaflightschool.org is the education department. And you can always send me an email if you want here at contact at rcroundtable.com if you do have any questions. Uh, Please go to the AMA Facebook page because I have a whole gallery of photos taken from Camp AMA 2022 that you can look through and see all the happy faces. And this is the last part I'll mention, and you guys can ask me questions if you want, but early. In our episodes, I mentioned Jack Rivera. He's a young kid from Austin, Texas, whose wife, whose wife, his mother, <laughs> reached out to um, iFly AMA to see it. Well, I, I don't know if it was iFly AMA. Maybe, uh, I don't think it was iFly AMA. She reached out to a group, an aviation group, and said, hey, I'm looking for a, a club for my son. And it got back to me. And then I mentioned you know, the school. And she said, Oh, I think he'd like that. We met, we caught up with each other. I donated a DX six to him and a couple of planes. Joe Vermillion donated a plane and, you know, we got these, this kid interested. Well, he was just, uh, why you, what do you call it? A kid in a candy store? Well, he was a kid at <laughs> <laughs> anyway, flight store, <laughs> yeah. yeah hobby, kid hobby store. Yeah. And he had a great time and he won an award for most improved, I think. Oh, and he's... he was, he's a very talented pilot. i saw him flying a lot. And building and inspired. And, Terry, I gave him one of your planes that you gave me many eons ago. A little foamy 3D plane. I think That Sukhoi? One. Not the Sukhoi. This is a white one. Hmm. Huh. Okay. It's it's an old one. It has an I old believe Bell, you. I just don't remember. Old Bell brushless motor on it. But I had brought a couple of kits that I wasn't using it with me so that the kids could uh, have fun with them. And, anyway, Jack did a great job. His mom called me and gave me a wonderful praise about how happy she was that to, to see him happy that he seems very excited in fact you know i was still on the road coming back to houston when he flown home and she said the next day he was at the club first thing in the morning <laughs> flying wow. so he got an extended you know camp ama with his club and it seems that the club members there do see his talent so uh, i hope he gets to go back next year all right awesome
2: So as you talked about that and talked about the kids raiding your personal stash, um, (laughs) that made me wonder, are there things that we as a community can donate to the AMA or to whatever the education group of the AMA that they
0: can keep in their shed for use at the camp? Terry, you have... That is a wonderful request, Terry. And you've caught me off guard because I don't have that list, although I know what I'm missing. <laughs> so, <laughs> but that is that would be great. In fact, it would be wonderful to be able to donu- donate more. Uh, I do know that just one of the rules we're going to change is uh, how many things we leave out <laughs> for these kids to, <laughs> to just grab. We uh, It's just we know that we had boxes set aside for certain projects and we'd go back to the boxes and half the stuff was gone. And, you know, They were used for the planes we were flying, so we can't be angry. But it's just that it wasn't where they were supposed to go. So, (laughs) Uh, but yeah, uh, like some of these kids never seen flesh cutters, and I did a lot of soldering. I mean, you know that I did a lot of soldering. I actually taught one kid who'd never soldered before to solder some connectors. So there you go. I mean, uh, three. You know, excuse me. I'm trying to get it out. Servo wire would be great. Uh, we didn't have servo crimpers, so we ended up having to solder just ends together. Um, but you know, little things like that. Uh, I did a lot of connect battery connector soldering, so probably uh, you know packages of EC5s, EC3s, XT60s, and so forth. Those would be great to have. Uh, I, you know what? I'll, I'll do that, Terry. I'll yeah, make a list. Just put together
2: a wish list, and maybe we can, as the camp gets closer next year, we can throw it out there and I love that. See what people have.
0: I do, and yeah, I've already done my donating, <laughs> so yeah, I'm, I'm set, but you're right, that's a, that's a wonderful option or an idea that we can tell our listeners to possibly donate some stuff on items next year. In fact, we could always use more planes if you're in that Muncie area, or if you're ever, you know, if you know anybody going over there for Nats or, or driving through, they can drop off a plane for those students, they'd love it. They'd like making things out of multiple aircraft, too. All right, cool. It sounds like you had a good time. I did. We had some weird weather. Uh, we did have one bit of rain. It wasn't too bad, but the winds caught us off guard. I think Thursday was just crazy. 20, 25 mile an hour steady winds. So, you know, and that was unfortunate, but so we'll, we'll add kites to the donation list. Well, we actually did have kites and one kite did get mm. away. That's another story. <laughs> I'll <laughs> save that for another podcast. Uh and I think you may have seen the video I posted. Uh, yeah, I hope you guys did. We also flew at the pond in front of the headquarters. So we had a couple of float timbers out there. I don't that remember seeing that. Yeah. A couple of kids oh. had float timbers. Oh, fun. And I flew. So, yay. I, I had a good time. I flew that cr- <laughs> Beep! I flew the crud out of my twin thunder and lightning that Austin made me. I think you guys might remember that one for Christmas. He surprised me, yep. and I took it up there and I was doing these fun flat spins and so forth. And after one flat spin, everybody went, "Doesn't that sounds weird, Mr. Ray?" And I was like, <laughs> "Yeah, it sure does." It got down and like two of the mounting screws came loose on one oh, of the motors. It was like held on by one one bolt. <laughs> it's kind of ketty wampus there, but it no no harm done. We'll fix it later. Uh, no we had a good we had a really good time we packed it the, the trailer was very helpful by the way we you know with some of the rain that came we were able to throw stuff in there uh, because I kept some tools in the trailer when we were at site versus the tools that were used at the building you know I could often help kids while we were out at the site we didn't have to go back for stuff and you know there's always things that we could do better but I I believe I truly believe that everyone who attended would check that box off that said i would love to come again and meet me me too
2: well this was the maiden flight of your new trailer so what do you have to report
0: (laughs) um we got there just fine uh-huh. That's half the trip. <laughs> we had no issues, except I will say flat out, boy, gas mileage really stinks. Yeah. <laughs> and it sure is expensive. I think I got down to 11 miles per gallon, 10 to 11 miles per gallon towing that sucker. Which is, uh, You got double digits? What are you complaining about? <laughs> well, my, my wallet didn't like it because yeah. that was triple digits.
2: Hey, that's a big trailer, too. You had told me the dimensions, but when I saw it, I, I was kind of surprised. It, oh. It's big.
0: Okay, well, I, I don't feel – I mean, I've seen some bigger ones, but I digress. Well, yeah. So going there was fine. Uh, we didn't have too many issues. We, In fact, everything showed up when we dropped it off. Okay, we had maybe one wing fall out. Everything else stayed down. We used lots of foams. I won't go into the details on, on that. We're, that was more of a let's throw it in there and just make sure it doesn't go anywhere. But when we were coming home, the first problem we had was we were – I think, gosh, I'm not even sure what state we were in. We were stopping for lunch. I pulled into a gas station. We heard a loud thump. And we thought I had hit a pothole because of the way it sounded. It was like, wow, it was really loud. And it, the gas station was actually lower than the road, so we had to kind of come down it. And it turns out I bottomed out the spare tire on the front of the trailer. Oh. Uh-huh. I didn't lose the tire, the tire's okay, didn't bend the tire, but I twisted the heck out of the mount, so the mount is done. Uh, so good news, I had all my tools, we got it off, we threw it in the trailer, we were done, so it doesn't, didn't like take up any space we needed. And that was that, it was like, oh, well that was unfortunate, <laughs> but something I'll, I'll fix the next time around, try to get it a little higher. And uh, when we got home, we found just everything had fallen off the top shelf. So we don't know what Uh. really changed. So all the wings came down. We broke two planes, nothing serious, more just frustration. Like I lost a rudder on one of my Thunder and Lightnings. That always bothers me, (laughs) but they just stick out right there. So unless you just wrap it up nice and neat and it just means more learning, more lessons. And again, first time I've had a trailer, I'm sure I'll get tons of advice from folks again at my next event but it, it came back home I um, the solar panels work great I kept my battery charged and never had any issues with the setup uh, looking forward to getting the rest of the shelves installed uh, We're having a little like a shelf unit installed in the front to hold all our cases and boxes of material that would be that would be nice I'm going to try to work on that this weekend and then uh, I'm heading back to the road back on the road and 18 days is that what we figured out going back Uh to Oshkosh all
2: right yeah so now the last time you talked about the trailer and the solar system you were going to use some leaf batteries from Fitz
0: well Fitz thankfully Fitz gave me those batteries but unfortunately due to time and time really that's all it was (laughs) and time and money because time was that we were running out of it money meaning that I needed to buy parts to work with his batteries to plug them in together there's a lot of connections you have to do, uh, but I like the idea. So we'll try to do that again before we head out to Wisconsin, and see if we can get that plugged in. Because right now I'm running everything on a 12 volt, a single 12 volt. I bought equipment for 24 volt. So, uh, in fact, I don't know if I told you guys this before we left, but I just went and picked up a, an inexpensive uh, 110 inverter. I think it was a thousand watt, and that okay. worked. That worked for everything we brought: lamps, fans some tools some basic tools so the 1000 watt did us fine but I'm looking forward to having the my nice pure sign 2000 watt 24 volt inverter running All right. well good it sounds like everything came together yep I am I would really like to put some more work into it I think the shell uh, fits I'll just go back to you because I know you've been quiet but we had this discussion on the previous podcast and when you and I went to Joe Nall, but the horizontal e-track worked great for me yeah and i know you 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 were talking about going to something else maybe on the floor to hold planes but i that little table that i set up worked great that there were many times i actually was in the trailer at site you know working on planes Hmm. and so it, it was i i didn't have a chair so that was the one thing i wish i had i didn't have a a a simple folding chair that I could sit down and work on that table. But I had a light there, had my tools and, you know, we were fixing a couple of things real quick and it was, you know, out of the elements. So, you know, the table worked out real nice. I don't know. I don't think you can really do that in your trailer, but um, I like that we can adjust the shelves up and down and the top shelf being a wing shelf worked out, worked out good. We just need to figure out how to keep them from sliding. Hmm.
1: Interesting. Well, I look forward to taking a look at it when, I want to get a chance
0: to yeah hope to hope to see up. soon you you've got things for me I got things for you yeah <laughs> yes so
2: what was your favorite part of the trip Lee <clears throat> this is a loaded question by
0: the way I'm I'm guessing is when I saw that tall dark and handsome man
2: that's the one <laughs> that's <it. laughs> now you're the winner <laughs> I've got a
0: prize for you Oh, my gosh. That was funny. I I just remember telling my boys, be on the lookout for Terry. <laughs> Keep looking for Terry. Where is he?
2: <laughs> Where did you tell them this?
0: <laughs> when we were waiting for you.
2: Oh, gotcha. All right. So, for those who didn't know, on the way back, or on Lee's way back, we met in Dayton, Ohio. And we met at the place I've been wanting to go for years and years and years, the, U- the National Museum of the United States Air Force. Yeah. Yes. I was not disappointed <laughs> by the museum or Lee.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you were already in the museum when we showed up. Were you? Did you go to the uh, pre-World War II section first?
2: Uh, yes. Okay. I
0: Good. tried to
2: go chronologically. Good. But then oh. I did not get through most of the World War One section or the Pioneer, whatever the earliest building is. When you messaged me that you were there. When I dragged I, you out. Right. And I ran into our buddy, Adam Drain, not accidentally. He knew we were there and he met up with us. He was our personal tour guide.
0: Of, He's an amazing tour guide. Isn't he?
2: There's yeah. An we
0: encyclopedia. Should, we should have of, tipped him. <laughs> you didn't? <laughs> well, we I offered him pie. Remember? And then he didn't have the pie. Oh, right, <laughs> so, right. Yeah. Adam, thanks, Adam, for, you know, meeting us up there again because I saw him last year. Mm and uh, giving us his full knowledge of aircraft. Because I, I remember just sitting next to the uh, B-17, and he would just point and say, oh, you know that, that prop over there? That's from uh, Lady Be Good. <laughs> was yeah. like, just off topic. It's <laughs> <was> like, wow. <laughs> yeah. But how yeah. much
2: of the museum did you get to see? We saw all of it, um, really? but at a very accelerated pace. We yeah. had between four and five hours to spend there. And I had a short list of things that I knew I wanted to see. So I made sure to hit those points. But then along the way, you're just going through acres and acres of these indoor... I guess they're just hangers that are all joined together. But airplanes on top of airplanes. And so much uh, one-off stuff, like stuff that they made one or two of. They have the only example left. And very historic stuff. i I can't even begin to to cover what's there but it's super cool i could have spent probably two full days there and not gotten bored and i like to read all the signs but at at this pace i wasn't able to read signs i just kind of glossed over them and looked and tried to absorb their history and then moved on to the next one but i finally got to see a b36 which i've been wanting to see I got to see the B-70, which was amazing. Uh, Oh, yeah. Have you been there before, Fitz? Yeah, I've been there, yes. Okay, and were you saying that the B-70 used to be outside?
1: Yes, it was outside. And probably the B-36, too.
2: Like all the biggest stuff. Yeah. And um, another plane that I really wanted to see forever and ever was the F-85 Goblin, and it was just kind of put off in a corner by its lonesome. Nobody was really around looking at it, mm. but I... It is an ugly duckling. At, it <laughs> is, <laughs> but it's so unique. You know, that's kind of my thing. I, I like the, the basket cases. But it's such a neat airplane, and I've always thought it was cool, and I've wanted to build a model of it forever. I've been stockpiling parts probably for 10 years, and I just never started building one. Um, I just must have sat there for 10 minutes and just looked at it and absorbed it and took pictures from a few different angles from when I talked to it building one i did i'm sorry they put you in the corner (laughs) but yeah such a neat airplane if you guys don't know what an f-85 goblin is it was a concept for a parasite fighter that was i guess this would have been early to mid-50s the idea was that it got stored in the belly of a b-36 and then when they get Close to the target area, it would.
0: It's vomited out. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was. And, uh, yeah, they would purge it, it out looker.
2: to protect the bombers, and then it had a trapeze, where the the F eighty five had a hook, and the B thirty six had a trapeze that would lower down. And yeah. so to recover it, they would hook the the Goblin onto the trapeze. But as it turned out, that was a little harder than they anticipated.
1: Yeah, I'm trying to remember. Did he? It well, it it's a again? jet too. It's like it's no, a jet. It didn't.
0: Uh, yeah. That's kind of weird. So it's a very fat, short. Yeah, yeah Jack, a, take, a, take an egg, add a bunch, of little, little wings and stabilizers <laughs> to it, and there you go. Yep. <laughs> Terry's his gears are turning now. Can I make a large paper mache egg and turn it into a goblin?
2: Yeah, it's a caricature of an airplane. It really is. It, that's it, that's exactly so what it
0: is. Yeah, it looks very cartoonish. In fact, I keep thinking it reminds me of a a cartoon plane that's got uh, uh, counter-rotating props like in a movie. Okay. You know, it just looks like, you know, well, a very short stubby plane. Well, it's funny
1: yeah. you mentioned cartoon. It actually did show up in a cartoon. It, it showed up. I remember it, uh, showing up on, um, you remember, uh, Pinky pinking the brain. Oh yeah. I think it, so. Brian. Yeah. They, somehow they were one of his schemes. He ended up getting one and they made a joke that it was so ugly that it would, you know, scare the enemy planes away or something
2: like that. <laughs> <laughs> well, from what I read, it actually flew pretty well, And the few times that they were able to get it away and fly. Um, it was just a booger to get back engaged again. I'll have to reread the, the stuff that I have on it, but I think they ended up belly landing it more often than actually recovering it. And, and they did the initial tests on a B-29. I think maybe because the B-36 wasn't ready yet, or I don't remember. But Anyway, just a really neat idea. And need to I've been reading about it for years and to finally see the thing in the flesh. It's just pretty cool.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's neat to see the things in the real.
2: Yeah, and then multiply that by a dozen other examples of different airplanes that I've read about, but never seen in person and bada bing there it is.
1: Yeah, it's definitely a place you gotta visit if you like aircraft.
2: Yep. Oh yeah. And definitely. Totally free. Well, I guess You could buy maps and stuff like that. But if you just take Adam with you, you don't need a map. (laughs) And you don't have to read the signs. He'll tell you all the history
0: you need.
1: He's like those earphones you put on when you. Oh, yeah, he is. is. Yeah, you just
0: just hold Adam up to your ear and you're good to go. (laughs) He did get
2: annoyed with me because I kept asking him questions that he didn't know the answers to.
0: Oh, yeah, he was not happy when you did that. (laughs)
2: Right. So here's one of the questions. I'm going to pose it to our audience and maybe somebody knows. Um, So back in that same era of the B-36 and all sorts of other stuff, the the transition from propeller driven planes into the jet era, there were lots of hybrids that had radial engines with props and also jet engines to uh, supplant that. The B-36 Mm -hmm. was one. I think the the B-50s and C-somethings, they had all sorts of stuff. My question was, on those airplanes that had hybrid power systems, did the jets burn avgas, or did they have totally separate tanks for jet fuel? Hmm. Hey, I wonder if George Wilson would know this. He's That's an aviation question. fuel guy. That's so a George, question. if you know, please tell us. Anybody else, if you know, please tell us.
1: Yeah, it's kind of a tricky question, because turbines can usually run pretty much anything. If it burns, yeah, they'll burn anything, right? That's the yeah. only
2: way Germans got anything in the air. They're, Yeah. They put olive oil in their engines.
1: Now, some fuel is better than others as far as, um, you know, maybe um, uh, uh, what do you call it, potential energy and lubrication or whatever. But
2: yeah, but um, maybe if there was a trade off of having to put a different tank in the wing and maintain two separate fuel systems versus just plumb in the same tank for the jets. Yeah.
4: Uh,
2: So that's my question. If you know the answer, Lee has a prize for you. (laughs) Probably. <laughs> what
4: <laughs>
0: that was your job yeah
1: did you hear about uh i remember just real quick a side story on the uh, one of the early uh mixed it was a single engine prop plane i can't remember what it was but it had a propeller the ryan fireball ryan fireball Did, did you hear about the story about the guy in a gorilla suit that
2: flew it that sound familiar sounds familiar but i don't know details
1: uh so to, to play a trick on another pilot um They had, because this this plane had a a regular reciprocating driven propeller in the front and a jet engine embedded into the fuselage. But you didn't, it wasn't obvious that it had a jet engine in it, so.
2: Yeah, the jet intakes were right at the wing roots, so they were pretty subtle.
1: Yeah, they are very subtle. So what happened was this guy has a joke. He got into a gorilla suit, a pilot, and Mm -hmm. started flying it. And when another pilot came up, he shut down the reciprocating engine so the propeller would stop. But since the jet engine is still running, it's still flying. And this was in the early, early days when jet engines weren't really widely known. And so the other guy would see his plane <laughs> piloted by a gorilla with a propeller that wasn't spinning. Right, flying. passing him. Passing him. <laughs> <laughs> so obviously nobody would believe him because, no, you, you're, you're going crazy, just not it? Yeah.
0: <laughs> So, it was, a, it was like a, one of the more epic practical jokes I had ever heard. All right. Yeah. So, just from that conversation alone, I'm I'm not sure who to push this to, Terry or Fitz, but you have to build a Ryan Fireball, okay, that's EDF and electric motor, and there's a monkey suit in the cockpit. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. That sounds like a good idea. <laughs> now, this, now that plane has a story. <laughs> yeah. That's well, good.
2: Related to that, sense. there was a guy, what's his name, Hal Parenti who campaigned an RC version of a fireball for a long time at scale events. So there is a precedent for that. And I don't know if it actually had a hybrid power system or if you just used the prop, but there's probably lots of uh, documentation about it out there.
1: That would be cool to fly around, stop the prop.
2: Yeah. mm -hmm. And they Mm -hmm. made another prototype version that used a turboprop and Mm -hmm. a jet that didn't get into production and it's you can tell that it comes from that same lineage but it's much more modern looking yeah I forget what they call it like the dark shark Uh, where's Adam when you need him
3: (laughs) anyway anyway, yeah so
2: all that stuff just super interesting and I want to go back there where I can can take a little bit more time to peruse and read the signs and do the things
1: fantastic Thanks for, that was, for meeting up with you guys. And
2: well, no, no, we're not, we're not done. That no was the first half of the day. That no was, was till more? five o'clock. And that was only the first museum we went to that day. Oh. Right, Lee? Right. <laughs> <laughs> we um, went, was it like 45 minutes north of there to visit the Champagne Museum of Aviation? Oh, I'm going to get shot if I said that wrong.
0: You got it right. Champagne Aviation Museum.
2: Okay, so that was pretty close. And this is a museum that Adam is actually involved with. And he invited us up there, even though it was after hours. And he gave us a personal tour of that museum that was a very different experience from the Air Force Museum. They, they don't have the velvet ropes and all that stuff. It's a much smaller museum. But wow, what a cool experience that was. Now, there's lots of stuff in there. But the main attraction, the thing you can't miss when you walk in the door, is that they are building an airworthy B-17. I'm going to say that again. They are building really? an airworthy B-17. I know. From scratch? From, from s- bits and pieces. I think there's parts from a Toyota Corolla in there. It's like um,
0: 2% two percent original. <laughs> no, <laughs> It's like no, Glacier I, Girl, you know? <laughs> they just they use a couple of pieces from that thing. I, I forget what he said. Maybe it was nine
2: different B-17s donated parts for that. And then they're having to build a lot of stuff from scratch. They had this whole array of Boeing drawings out. Uh, really neat, and we got to crawl around and play pretend, and just that one we could touch and you know feel its heartbeat. And the fuselage was set up, so we climbed in there a little bit, and they had the wings under construction. You get to see the truss of the spars, and oh, it's just really
0: cool. Yeah, I got a picture of Terry sitting in it. Uh, I wasn't sitting there; was, there wasn't a seat. <laughs> 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 precariously yeah exactly (laughs) precariously squatting
2: (laughs) (laughs) but yeah really cool they have all sorts of neat stuff in there they had a b-25 that had flown earlier that day
0: oh my Um, god and ryan wanted to be in that thing so bad right yeah he's like said be expected expect an answer no but just go ask him if you can get in and he was denied (laughs) 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 but he got to touch it he got to look at the propeller and all that jazz so yeah and uh, that was really neat yeah yeah, he's dying was, to go fly again. What was the other plane there? Uh,
2: was it a Stinson, maybe a Stinson Voyager? Again, well, you Adam know who correct me. Yeah, I was gonna say you
0: know who would know. <laughs> <Yeah. that>, Should have <laughs> brought Adam in uh, on this. <laughs> yeah,
2: you know, just your normal uh, two-place civilian airplane, but it had participated in the Civil Air Patrol during World War II, oh. and it flew submarine patrols. I think was off the coast of Florida, and it had spotted a U-boat. So it so was a war veteran. It, yeah, Stinson. saw combat duty.
0: Yeah, right. The the one that threw me the most, and I think you saw it too, was this poor De Havilland Vampire in the corner. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, Ooh. And uh, I forget the name of the gentleman who, who let us in the museum, the caretaker, <laughs> as it were. Okay. But he looked at me and said, if someone offers you something for free, you better check it before you take it. <laughs> 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 he, he had nothing good, nothing good to say about this de Havilland vampire. But the question I'm going to pose to you, Fitz, is did you know the fuselages were made of wood? No. Really? Would you say
2: made of wood or just contained a lot of
0: wood? <laughs> it's uh, or, well, whatever that was, <laughs> it was supposedly wood. That was now, the wooden the, stake
2: the, that somebody put in that vampire.
0: No, gosh, the exter- well, the exterior, the shell of the vampire is wood, and this it had been outside. It was a mess, and he said they. Ex- I don't know if he. The way he made it sound was, we feel like all the interior electronics and wiring are good. But because it was left outside, all the wood rotted. But you look at it, and it's just sad. It's sad to see this thing. And you you would never think how much wood and how much designing, uh, shaping, all that stuff they had to do to to give it that round shape. But, yeah. I think he said the wings were outside, so they must have been made of metal. But, oh, it was... Pretty ugly looking. It's interesting oh, yeah.
2: that you say that, Lee, because it didn't make me sad. it made me sad. I I, don't, I just found it interesting I, oh. how it uh, was reclaimed by the earth over time. And <laughs> the earth. Back to Guy its origins. Right. <laughs> ashes to ashes, dust to dust. But I, like you, I thought it was neat that you get to see beneath the skin and how they fit all that stuff in there and just shove stuff in every nook and cranny. I just thought it was neat to be able to see the inside of it. It's unfortunate that it is probably never going to relive its former glory, but I still think it's neat to to see yeah, what it's, it's turned into.
1: Probably hard to you don't have the molds, I imagine, anymore for that kind of thing to repair it. Right? Oh yeah, I'm sure. Well, you That's just amazing.
0: do what they do with those, like, fake Ferraris. They just buy a whole bunch of expanding foam and sand <laughs> it down, bondo <laughs> it, and then put clear coat on it. You'll never know. <laughs> if you were selling it on
2: eBay, you'd say it has a nice patina.
0: <laughs> so I wonder if England still had a metal
1: shortage shortly after the war or something.
2: I wouldn't be surprised.
1: Hmm. <clears throat> or have those piano makers do something. <laughs> All right. Interesting. Well it sounds like it yeah. was like a great time and Yeah, it was an aviation
2: filled Saturday.
1: Schmorkesborg of aviation.
2: Huh?
0: Yep. And Lee let me crash on his couch at the hotel room. Yeah. Oh, nice. We didn't we didn't know we had that until Terry showed up. And <laughs> we went to go to the hotel. It was like I because I knew Terry hadn't picked a place yet, and so we came into the room and, and I guess it was Austin. Did you and Austin find it at the same time that it turned out to be a bed, sofa bed? Well, you guys said, "Well, there is a
2: couch in there." I'm like, "Okay, cool. I'll crash on your couch." Oh, but it was and so small. And then we small. we got there. I'm like, "I wonder." And yeah, it had a pullout in it. Oh, yeah. nice. Yeah. So Lee came to the lobby and got me off the the couch down there and said, "Come on up to the room. We have a bed."
0: You mean the, uh, you mean the bench out front? Yeah, <laughs> the bench <laughs> with the
2: bums there. It was like I like it scene from Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. Shoot the, p- <laughs> the pigeons. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yes. Anyway, and so, actually, I just want to say, Terry said that's the best he'd slept in a long time. It was. Oh my gosh. <laughs> really? We were tired. I think yeah. that, that if you guys recall last year when we went to the museum, I and the reason why we did go back this year was that I was so tired after Camp AMA driving there and then trying to do the whole museum. I like fell asleep in the museum a couple of times. My eyes just closed and I sat in a chair and the kids had to wake me up. I was like, hey, guys, I can't go any longer. We got to go back and uh, it just it takes so much out of you there's a lot of walking a lot of standing it's not like you're you get to sit down and do anything you know, they don't let you get in the in the cockpits and it was good to this time around because i was a little bit more relaxed and i knew we weren't rushed so there was not a desire to go all the way from one end to the other and but when we got back to the hotel we were pretty wiped terry was the first one out yeah he just kind of waved us and said, see you later clunk
2: and i was right next to the tv and lee and the boys because they had that TV blaring. I don't, what movie were you
0: guys watching? I think wasn't it? I thought we were just watching Friends. Yeah, maybe it was. I don't know. But yeah, you guys were watching TV, and
2: I'm like, all right. I think I'm gonna read for a minute, and if I don't move again, I just I'm asleep. And you That's were. That's the last thing I remember. Like I might have got half a page.
0: Oh man, that was good. man good. Yeah,
2: time. I'm glad we were able to make the meetup
0: happen. And I was gonna say then the next morning we moved things from car to trailer and trailer to car. Oh right. Oh, we had some exchanging. That's right. Yeah. So should we talk about that now? I don't know. You got this other guy who hasn't seen what some of the things were exchanged. Oh, he still doesn't have his stuff? No, that's where we're <gasps> talking about we still need to meet up. Oh, did you lose that too? <laughs> <laughs> Better not.
2: Oh man.
0: Sorry. Any just, chance Terry has a clear shot of me. pa You just lob him up there. Got to swing. I'm like, look at me! You can't hit me! And then, and then a pow! All right, well, uh, we can
2: keep something secret. Yeah. Um, talk right, about so, what you
0: gave the kids. How's that? The planes uh, so, you gave the kids.
2: Oh. Um, well, you talk about it, because...
0: I don't know what that that little ducted fan thing is. You did a review on it. Ryan's all excited about it. So
2: one plane that I gave you guys was the Flux Innovations FV-31 Cypher VTOL.
1: Oh, well, that's sassy.
2: Yeah, it's a cool airplane. For those who aren't familiar, it has four ducted fans in it. Two are horizontally mounted in the front of the wing, and then there's two more behind it on each side that rotate. So you can take off vertically and then transition into forward flight. And there's the magic mode or something like that where the back fans stay at like a 45 degree angle. Anyway, a neat airplane. I think the boys will have fun with it. And when I say boys, Lee is included in that group. Yay. So, yeah. So, have you guys done anything with it yet?
0: Everything that left the trailer is in the game room and hasn't been moved since. Because as soon as the main house. Yeah. As soon as we came home, we had to pack for our trip to North Carolina. Gotcha.
2: All right, so there was that, and I remember a drone, a racing
0: drone. Okay, now that Austin's been playing with. <laughs> he was soldering before I knew it. So, yeah. Soldering? Yeah. I don't know. He put something else on there. <laughs> I,
2: don't, I don't think he needed to be soldered, but okay. You
0: know, you know, it's, it's, it's what he does. Yeah. <laughs> this, needs, this needs more lights. <laughs> so, yeah, he put um, it, gave us a drone. Was there another plane? I'm trying to remember. Yeah, hey, you you put it in my car. All I know is I I brought you the stuff from Perry. So we got the during our live broadcast from the Perry Swap Meet. We excuse me, Fitz bought you a five dollar Astroflight motor. Yes, a live on 05 air. Five Astroflight. <laughs> you, Thank you, you. made us buy it, and he also gave you that Cox Trainer, the Cox the, Easy B, new in box. Yeah, I'm looking Plastics. at it right now. It's still yeah. got the cellophane around it. Yeah, and then I gave you the little float plane. The Donald. Okay, so you got that, the pieces yes. from that. And then it's an
2: old uh, float plane from Hobby Lobby, right? Balsa wings, fiberglass fuselage.
0: Ooh. I forget what kind of motor it used to originally have, but some sort of electric thing. It, it, it was in like, pretty good shape, right? For 20 bucks, yeah. that seemed like a good oh, deal. Oh, yeah,
2: absolutely. I'm stoked about that.
0: And then, Fitz, what were the other two planes that you gave him? The red and white ones? I think there's, I think it was another two planes that you oh, brought. Oh, you me. brought me
2: those Trexler wheels, too.
0: I, that's right. I gave you those. Yeah. Thank you. Those are pure gold, man. Well, just remember who your friends are. Uh, yeah, right. You ever make it big? <laughs> well, Fitz gave me, or I
2: should say, traded me, and it's an Etude, right? Etude, Etude. I think
1: Etude, right? E.
2: Yeah. So the know. an old Kyosho, very early electric airplane, probably mid 80s vintage. It's a single engine trainer type thing, high wing. And in exchange, you got the twin motor version, the Duet,
4: um,
2: which I think has the same fuselage and a very similar wing. It just has nacelles for two motors. So I think the one I got from you is in much better condition than the one you got from me. (laughs) So you haven't seen it yet, right? No, I have not. Okay. Oh, you're in for a fun surprise. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, gee, (laughs) things. But, uh, yeah, it's all there. So I think... uh, shouldn't be any trouble for you to get it together. Okay. Um, so thank you for that. Uh, that'll be fun. And you guys remember several months ago, I bought another duet, new in box. So I'll get that one built up. There's another one for sale on Facebook. New in box, never touched. Oh, really? I fought myself from buying it. So somebody else out there who's into old electrics can have that. And also I got the Kyosho Flash. EP that Fitz got from somebody a while back, and I don't know if I guilted you into it or if you were just feeling very friendly that day, but you you sent that my way, and I thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. I will put it in the air.
0: You can it. I, and I hold I it for you.
2: Yes, thank you both. <laughs> <laughs> thank you for gifting these things. Thank you for buying things. Don't forget at, to
0: tip your driver. <laughs> you going to try to fly um, it on a stock motor setup?
2: I don't know yet. Um, probably not, but I might consider it. At a minimum, I want to use the stock propeller just because that's, a, I think, an essential part of the aesthetic of it. Mm. But you mentioned something about there's a streak across the wings. I don't remember what you thought it was, but it almost looks like a rubber band was on there. It's like just melted and oozed into uh, place.
1: That could be it. Yeah, because so, I wasn't sure what it was, but I just I noticed it.
2: Yeah, it's a primordial ooze of some sort. I think it'll come off, or at least be camouflageable. But yeah, this is a a new unboxed airplane, so thank you. It's a time capsule from, when do you think the Flash came out? Maybe mid-90s?
1: Yeah, at the latest, I think, right? Yeah,
2: maybe. I'll have to look. But yeah, brush motor, Nike the the usual form. So was that everything you guys brought me? I actually made a list here. So, oh, and while I'm speaking of fun gifts that I was given on that trip, Adam gave me a, an old plastic box from Cox that apparently used to be used to hold accessories, like Ooh. fuel bulbs and fuel batteries. I don't know. But yeah, it's very neat box with the Cox logo uh, molded into it. So thank you, Adam. And while I'm talking about all this stuff, I should mention, I have been the recipient of the goodwill of many benefactors lately. So there's you guys that I just talked about and Adam, then also Steve Hirsch, who is a listener of the show. He sent me a message, gosh, probably a month or two ago, that he had bought a stash of stuff from an estate. And in it was a old uh, brushed motor with a gearbox, the Great Plains gearbox, and a brushed speed controller and he sent those to me because i told him i would use them so thank you steve for that and i will use them oh lee and the stuff that you brought to me there was a kyosho fan unit and two motors for that fan unit who provided those
0: uh i yep T- phil tallman phil tallman okay yeah
2: that's who it is and there was a note on there but it didn't have the full name so phil tallman yes. so yeah tallman. i Kyosho fan unit and then two motors for it. So super cool in it. So this is a perfect match for that. So thank you very much, Phil. I do appreciate that. And was that everything? Oh, no. One more. Wow. I'm just I'm drowning in Kyosho stuff lately. (laughs) So (laughs) it's a good way to die. Kyosho fan club. There was another ad on Facebook Marketplace that I ran across. I'm not sure how because it wasn't in any of the RC forums. But there was a person in upstate New York, which is far east of here, who was selling an old Kyosho boat called a Wavemaster. And it's like an outrunner, or what do they call it, outrigger or tunnel hull, like a racing boat, a scale racing boat that uses an outboard motor. Mm. And it's a direct drive with a flex shaft, but it's an actual separatable, unique, Outboard, and it originally used some Kyosho can motor with the flex shaft and a prop. Anyway, they had this thing for really cheap, and it had an old two-stick radio and a timer charger and NICAD battery, stuff I didn't need. But anyway, um, I wasn't able to get it because they're so far away and I couldn't justify the drive. And my good buddy Thayer, who drives all over the Northeast for work, was going to be in the neighborhood of those people he volunteered to swing by and he made the deal happen a few weeks later he was in my area and he dropped it off and so now it's here in my workshop with me thanks to Thayer so Thayer oh, cool. thank
0: you wow you have lots of friends I yeah.
2: I know I'm amazed by all my good fortune lately so thanks everybody
0: I I had to pay full price for my p38 <laughs> <laughs>
2: Uh, see, that's when we get even, (laughs) right? Um, you want to hear about the other thing I bought recently? Please. Yeah. So speaking of vintage RC equipment, there was once again, Facebook marketplace, there was some stuff posted for sale just about a half an hour away from me and not airplanes, but just odds and ends. And again, a very good price for it. So I went and picked it up. And I would swear this stuff was put in a time capsule in about 1995 to turn of the century and not touched. There's a bunch of really cool books and magazines that are in here from that era. This hobby related? Oh, yeah. All RC. It's the kind of stuff like this first. I've got the stack here Um, covering RC airplanes. It's a a book on how to use monocode and other stuff like that. And I'm sure you've seen it before. books, I think. It was put out by Model Airplane News. Yeah, okay. And uh, strangely, there was another one. I forget the title of it, but I think it's, I was thumbing through it, and there's an article in there that Thayer wrote. (laughs) And there was another article in there that um, a friend of mine from Lubbock wrote. And I didn't know he had written articles before. So I'm like, hey, I know that name. So I messaged him on Facebook. He's like, oh, yeah, I wrote that. So, yeah, small world. Wow. uh, Anyway, so a lot of neat books and stuff that there's no creases in the spines. These things are brand new, but they're 20-something years old. And, you know, I love that. But there are some rolls of covering, like checkerboard stuff and all sorts of neat ultra coat covering. I think there are like five rolls of that. Um, Two prop balancers, a laser incidence meter,
0: um, a nice engine stand. Sounds like you got everything from your marketplace ad. I didn't get all of the stuff from my <laughs> right? high bid auction. Now I'm very yeah. jealous.
2: Oh right, I forgot there was. A tell me, of don't those. tell me
0: there are four Sanders in that. <laughs> um,
2: you already know the answer to this. There were four Sanders in this lot of the 11 inch version. Those. Oh, all what we're talking about. The Great Plains Easy Sanders. There were three of the regular version that take the adhesive sandpaper and then one of the versions that has the curved surface for leading edges. So yeah, yeah that jackpot there. That's Ooh. a jackpot. Yeah. Yeah. And two power pods, Great Plains power pods for putting, I guess, either an 049 or a O five electric motor on a like a spectra glider. Two of those, new in box. They're just kind of neat, interesting items that I'll probably never use. I'm glancing at the stash here to see what else there was. Um, a couple of NICAD chargers and glow igniters. Just all sorts of neat stuff. Oh, a whole box full of Duber hardware. Like just buckets and buckets of stuff that I paid pennies on the dollar for. And it's all brand new. So Neat stuff. One of the cool things in it was this balsa building board. It was a Great Plains item from way back when. I think it's four feet long and maybe two feet wide. Maybe not that wide, but it's a big slab of balsa, right? Oh, yeah, I know what you're talking about. I have one of those. Yeah, and it's intentionally balsa. It's harder balsa, but it's intended to be flat, but also soft enough that you can stick pins into it. Yeah. And I picked all this stuff up just a day or two before Thayer came by with the boat. And so as part of my appreciation, I sent that to him or let him go home with it. And part of the deal was there's an airplane that he claimed he was going to start building. So he had to use that building board to build that model. Hmm. I need to check up on him and see if he's started it yet. So I'll do that. So I am right now very flush with old RC airplanes and RC airplane accessories. I Happier than a puppy with two Peters. okay
1: I guess that's happy
2: I guess and if anybody needs a timed charger uh, I've got one for you here All right, I'm all done Fitz tell us what you've been up to oh man how do I beat that you can't but you can come in second
0: I think you had a warbird event
1: no it wasn't a warbird event oh really it was an all electric event Oh, okay. Yeah, so the Sharks Club in Shreveport, Louisiana, Sharks being an acronym, acronym, I can't speak uh, for, I think, Shreveport Area Rail Control Club, with the control being a K instead of a C. But anyways, so I had heard about this club before. I know some of the uh, Texas Warbird Thunder guys had gone up there for their Warbird event. And I'd never been to that field. When I saw they're having their very first electric flying, I thought, well, that's kind of neat, and it's not that far away. Uh, I actually called up uh, Mike Lyable, club president, because he goes up there all the time, asking him, "Hey, how is this club?" And you've been up there a bunch of times. And which you know, is it good facilities and that kind of stuff? He goes, "Oh yeah, definitely go up there. It's very nice. The people are great. The nice field and that kind of stuff." So, so I said, "Okay, well, why not?" I decided to make it a, a two-day trip.
2: Yeah, I think you have to, right? How many hours is that from Houston? It, it's a, about a four, what was it, four or something out, four or five hours. Okay, that's closer okay. so than I was thinking. But yeah, that's right on the border of day trip versus weekender. Yeah, it would have
1: been a real stretch to make it a day trip. I could have done it, but um, being as I, I I can just sleep in the back of my car, I figured oh, I'll just go up there and, and camp out in the car. I asked him. They said to hit, it was myself and another person there camping out anyway, so it was already a few people camping. Hmm. Uh, It turned out, and he was absolutely right. It was a very nice club. I had a great time there. Uh, It was, uh, they had a nice long runway. They had some really nice facilities. They they had a couple of different air-conditioned clubhouses. One's a small one where they had a refrigerator and kind of giving out food and stuff, and they had a large sort of hangarish type of clubhouse they had these big doors they can open up, and there's tables, and you can store your planes in overnight and stuff like that. And they had uh, plenty of electricity. Uh, being their first event, it wasn't super huge, but it, had, it was a nice showing and a really nice mix of electric aircraft that showed up. And It was really neat. It's really going to a new area, seeing some new faces, talking to some people. Even a couple of guys that knew of the RC Roundtable. There was the one kid there, a great pilot, who was. Uh, just excited to see me there, and I give him a sticker because uh, he's he's listening to the show. He's probably listening now. And well, hold on, you got to
2: clarify: is he a roundtable fan or is he a hobby view fan? <laughs> he's <is> a roundtable <laughs> yeah. fan. Okay, <laughs> yeah,
1: roundtable. RC roundtable. Well, there's another guy there knew me from the from my uh, hobby view. But uh, this, this young lad was uh, had a great conversation with him. He was interested in becoming a, a pilot for a career. So we had a good, nice, long discussions about the aerospace industry and that kind of stuff. So
2: Wait, wait, wait. You're saying kids that want to be pilots are into RC? Yeah, you, who would have thunk it? Hmm, I don't know. That sounds fishy. Yeah, I know. He was, he was a little shady, but yeah, I, I went with it.
1: Yeah. I'll <laughs> call up my people at the FAA and check yeah, out. Really. this tell him i saw somebody who wants to be a pilot and he likes model airplanes <laughs> uh so um just real quick uh what can i uh what can i say they had some night flying which was real nice on friday night uh it's interesting that the field has a kind of a lake on the opposite side or pond uh, so you got you can fly over this pond which was was interesting uh and in the morning you got you have the sun in your eyes but they have these little sun shields you can stick up it's like a, a, a shield about the size of a you know, medium sized pizza, I guess you could say. And it sticks in a pole in the ground. And so you put it so that it's between you and the sun. And so the sun's not in your eye. That thought it was a pretty neat idea. Mm. And so you can still fly without having the sun you know, right in your face in the morning. Neato. Uh, so, was the
2: lake available for foot flying?
1: It was not. I asked about that, and you could, they had some boats for retrieval, but it, it wasn't on their property, so they wow. were not doing any float flying at the moment. Gotcha. Um, it may be something they do in the future, but uh, it, it wasn't, it was just there. It was uh, a part of, partly on farmland, I think, and so the, the pond was there for some livestock, huh. if I understand. Or, or gotcha. it was created, they were doing some road construction, is what I was told, and they created this lake because they needed the dirt but there's livestock all around it, so I guess it's double duty. Yeah, drink downstream of the herd. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Let's see. Uh, We had some nice weather. We had, oh, they did a neat thing. They had combat a couple times a day, and they had these planes. They were called the Bloody Baron. I guess they're a flight test. Yeah. Makes these little, uh, they were Mm -hmm. slightly modified uh, Bloody Barons with streamers And um, a gentleman in the club made them, and what they would do is they would randomly call pilots that registered to fly them. So it wasn't any a a fixed group of people. They just had they had about maybe six or eight of them, and they they would just go down and randomly pick numbers of uh, flight uh, registrants and say, "Okay, hey, you're flying combat. Here's a transmitter. Here's a plane. Have fun." Oh, and they yeah. just had
2: a, a pool of airplanes to
1: pick from? They had a pool of airplanes. They sat on a table. I thought when I first got there I thought they were for sale, but I said, No, these are just for combat. So they had a pool of airplanes and they would go randomly pick the same number of airplanes as, as pilots and run them through a random number generator and call it your name and I got called. Oh cool. And so I got the streamer combat. It's streamer combat. These these are okay. little planes. They probably have a twenty six inch wingspan or something like that. They're not very big. Yeah. Little electric things. They flew Somewhere. really good though. Yeah. It was. I'd never flown one of these bloody barons, and it was a really nice flying model. I thought it would have been some sort of twerky, twitchy thing to fly, but it actually flew very smoothly uh, until my aileron servo stripped out and I rolled the thing into the ground. But uh, but it was. Uh, it was uh, fun. It was a neat idea. I had never been in a club that they did that before. And I give kudos to them for really involving people that are uh, that show up to, to the event. That was pretty cool.
2: Yeah, yeah that's a neat idea. Yeah, what
1: else? They had pyrotechnics. They actually had a little bit of. Uh, I know they do this with the big Warbird event they have, where you fly around and they shoot off explosions and fireworks and stuff that you can fly through. And so they did that a little bit. When I was there, not not a whole lot, but that that was pretty cool. Uh, right. oh, also, they gave me an award. I have an award sitting here.
2: Most recognized.
1: No, part. no. Now this is funny. It says best the softest sport. voice, softest
0: <laughs> voice, <laughs> sexiest <laughs> voice. That's
1: it. <laughs> it it's it was called the best sport. So I guess best sport flying. I can't remember. It just says best sport. I'm not really
2: sure. Um, I couldn't remember your name, so your it's, it's sport. This is yours.
1: No, no, Chief. it is actually slightly customized. I okay. don't know if this was by accident or on purpose. They alluded to that it was on purpose, but we'll see. Um, it is a it's a neat plaque. I have to show I'll post a picture on our Facebook or something. So it's a, a it's a cover of a magazine, RC Modeler, from 1967. Ooh. And it's got an attractive young lady uh, in a uh, bikini kneeling down holding a plane. And the plane is a Kawasaki Key 46 Tony. Which ah. happens to be one of my favorite planes of all time. Yeah. So uh, I don't know if they. <laughs> I told him, I was like, hey, that's one of my favorite planes. And he goes, yeah, we do our research. And that's what he said. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute. Did they make the trophy? Like, I, I don't know if they time it was joking with me or they did some re- quick research and made this real quick. I'm not sure. And they didn't cool. tell me. So I thought that was pretty cool. Uh, so kudos to them, but you know, congratulations. Of me. Yeah, thanks. But uh, enough of me talking. I actually had a chance to sit down with the club president, and he uh, entertained me with tales of his club and some other things. So uh, let's go take a listen to what he had to say about his club. Okay, I'm here with Jay Fulis, the president of the
3: Sharks Rail Control Club. Uh, Jay, can you tell us a bit about the club? How long has it been around? Uh, I believe it started in 1963, the as, as, uh, earliest that I know of it. Um, it's been on a couple of locations. We've been here for 15 years on this side of town. And guys um, uh, yeah, it's, been, it's been here for a long time. We've got some members here that have been here the whole time from oh. the very beginning.
1: Oh, wow! So it looks like it's moved around a couple times at least.
3: Well, yeah, they actually. Well, they, they put a Walmart where where the old field used to be. <laughs> well, in that that interrupt them. your ride flying. Yeah, they kind of didn't want us flying in their parking lot. So that's when we bought the land here and built this facility. And how long
1: have you been involved in this club?
3: Uh, eight years, almost nine.
1: That's a good run. Is that how long you've been flying, or have you been flying longer than that? No,
3: that's when I started. I didn't start flying until I was almost sixty years old. Oh,
1: so late bloomer.
3: Yeah, well, you know, it took me a while to get here, but here I am, you know.
1: Yeah, yeah, better late than never, right? <laughs>
3: Absolutely. Uh, what kind of stuff do you like to fly? Well, I, I'm a big Warbird guy. I like the Warbirds, and, and I like the de- de- detail and the scale, you know, and I, I do re- put rivets and panel lines and all that hoo-ha on there. Yeah, oh, yeah I love the same stuff. Yeah. Now, that, that's actually where I know this club from, is I know you have a pretty big Warbird event once a year. Yeah, it's the third weekend in August and uh, yeah we have well last year we had 85 pilots and, oh, wow yeah so it's a pretty good turnout and get a lot of people out of the houston area and even as far away as new mexico that come here and, and we have friends from mexico that actually come up here and, Oh okay
1: yeah yeah i think so, i know those guys
3: yeah the mexican mafia or whatever they, they go by <laughs> yeah, a number yeah. of names but, but they fly some really nice planes oh, yeah they fly some beautiful planes and and uh they they come up here pre-COVID, they would come up here and fly. And, and we do a bunch of pyrotechnics and, and uh, all kinds of stuff. So yeah, we put on a pretty good show and, and lots of food. You know, We're big into feeding people. So Yeah,
1: I filled up on spaghetti to, to tonight.
3: Yeah, that, that turned out pretty good. That was our first attempt at spaghetti. But I mean, we do a lot of barbecue. And, and at the Warbird, we do breakfast. So we do like one morning, we'll do pancakes. And the other morning, we'll do breakfast burritos. And then, of course, lunch and dinner. And,
1: and, yeah. know, yeah, of course, I'm here for the electric event. And I understand this is the first time you're hosting an electric event?
3: Yeah. We were looking for something else to do. We've had a standard three. And we have a, a, a spring fun fly and then the big warbird. And then we do a jet rally in October. And we were saying, well, we should do something in between all of that. And and so we came up with the idea of doing an all-electric event because there aren't very many of them around here, so we thought, well, let's do something different and and go all electric and see how it works out.
1: Yeah, that's great. I'm always for an electric event, and yeah. even in Houston, we don't really have all that many. We have one really nice one called Best, yeah. and that's pretty much it.
3: Yeah, and so you know, it's some. It's a, we figured that there was a, a a need there or a desire there to have a you know an electric thing, and and it looks pretty good. I think we're going to have pretty good turnout tomorrow. There's a lot of people that would be here tomorrow that have already notified me that we're on our way so sort to of thing so
1: yeah i should note this this is friday so, yeah, so obviously it is it's
3: friday be... and so for saturday i mean there will be a bunch of guys come down from Texarkana, and a bunch of guys coming over from longview um tomorrow and and we'll see who else shows up but it's always a crab shoot it's gonna be a nice day a little warm but it's gonna be nice
1: yeah a little warm it's probably unseasonably warm a bit
3: this yeah, year yeah it's uh we're already laughing about it being warbird weather because it's usually 100 plus for the warbird the third week in august you know it's uh,
1: yeah but i think it's a good time of year and it's sort of the opposite end of the year from best to big electric in, in texas so it's actually a nice
3: time to have this event i think yeah that's you know it should be you know maybe 90. i mean i think the average temperature here is like 89 or 90 this well, time of year well, what I like is
1: you have a lot of covering here. We're we're sitting in an air-conditioned clubhouse, which is really big. But plus, you have a lot of awning uh, for for shade, and so it's, even if it gets pretty hot, it's great. There's lots of places to hide from the sun.
3: Well, yeah, it's pretty much uh, it's it's nice because you know you go to a lot of places, and if you don't bring your own canopy, you're pretty much exposed to the elements, you know. And so we wanted to build all this as best as we could because we we enjoyed having it, and you know
1: yeah that kind of leads me let's talk about the club a little bit now you do have some hookups for people who want to stay in rvs overnight
3: yeah we've got uh four 50 amp hookups and four thirty 30 amp hookups we don't have any water or anything but we have electricity so at least if people come out here they, they they don't have to run their generators to have power and run their air conditioners and stuff they can plug in and and we only charge ten dollars a night so that's a pretty good deal that's nice uh, dumb question i guess that's 240 volt yeah, I believe so, yeah. Yeah, 50 M that's got to be 240 it's, yeah. It's for the RVs. I mean, OK, yeah, I'm sure it's two, yeah. 220. Road, whatever. So well, whatever it takes to run an RV, that's what they are. I, not my field of expertise, but. <laughs> yeah,
1: 220, 221, whatever it takes. Yeah, whatever,
3: whatever makes the lights go <laughs> on is good for me, you know. That, now, you have a nice paved runway. Do you know how long it is? It is 40 feet wide and 600 feet long. Oh, that's pretty snazzy. <sighs> and you got a grass strip sort of on the side. Yeah, there's a small one over there. The plans are to make that bigger going forward because some people just like to fly more off of grass than pavement you know and a lot of that depends on what your home field is like if you fly off a of grass all the time then getting on a paved runway is kind of weird you know So, well, it's
1: nice to have the option
3: oh yeah absolutely because i mean some planes just handle better in the grass you know and they
1: Oh, yeah, especially like World War One too. Those tend to yeah. not do three on pavement.
3: No, that, that old that old strut hanging off the back, is, is they're much easier to steer in the grass with the tail getting a little extra friction, you
1: know? Oh, yeah, yeah, definitely. Well, all right, Jay, uh, any last words for anybody who might uh, want to visit your club or just give a, give a good... Uh, elevator
3: pitch for your club okay well yeah it's uh we're all about having fun and and food and all of that stuff and and uh and and people rarely go away disappointed if they ever do and and uh and you yourself got a a taste of our vittles so uh you know and some people claim we got the best burgers in the in the rc world so uh tomorrow burgers tomorrow burgers yes indeed you know you'll get to experience that and and i'm sure you'll be thrilled to death but yeah it's all uh it's all fun and it's all good and camaraderie and flying and we're all in it together so
1: all right fantastic i look forward to a full day of flying tomorrow at the was the shreveport uh the aerial area aerial control
3: from, society yes sir
1: shreveport louisiana all right you're in for the man thank you so much appreciate your time
3: all right thank you very much glad you came out
0: so what plans did you take there fitz And what what did you bring back that was more than you brought? Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Come on, man. You always get something else when you're at an event. Well, I was good. There were actually a couple things for sale. There was one
1: one guy had an HSD T33, and this was a big mother. This was like a 12 cell, 120 millimeter EDF, and he was he was actually actually a, a pretty good price for it. And it was really tempting, but I was like, no, I don't know, that's, that's the idea, that's, that thing's big and huge, uh, I'll pass on it. And there was another guy, um, um, had some planes, really cheap, or I think it was like basically like Make Offer or whatever, um, and he had a, um, a beach stagger wing, I think it was a Royal kit. Ooh. But it was already built, and it was really pretty beat up. I was tempted because I always kind of like the stagger wing, but I, I passed. I, I've been controlling myself mostly.
2: <laughs> for those royal kits, I'm just picturing a log, one log yeah. for the fuselage, one <laughs> log for the wing. <laughs> this sort of,
1: yeah, these yeah these things were not built lightweight, and it would have been really needed a total recovering, as well, and, and yeah. some other stuff. So I, I, I was tempted, but I was like, no, I'll back off. Um, but I did bring, I brought the the T-28 Lee, the one I, I traded for at Perry. Yeah.
2: I brought that. This was the 1.2 meter? 1.1 1. 1. 1 meter.
1: the 1.3 meter. The larger one. 1.25. Yeah, yeah. There you go. Uh, the A-4. I don't know if I told you about these guys. I had a free wing A-4.
2: Yeah. I did remember I've, that. You got that recently from a local.
1: Yes. And I think I maidened it there.
2: Oh. Okay. I think so.
1: Yeah, and that's a nice flag model. I really like that. I like it better than I thought it would.
2: Is that an 80 millimeter fan, 6S, 8S?
1: Yeah, 6S, 80 millimeter. Okay. Pretty speedy. It can be really uh, really fast roll rate if you swing up the roll rates on it. But it's a nice, it's very maneuverable. The thing turns on a dime. You can just yank and bake that sucker. Uh, and it just, it's a nice flag model. I really like it. it right. uh, it's uh I've flown it a bunch of times now. and it, it, It's got a nice weathering paint job from the previous owner, so people really get uh, uh, excited about that.
2: Is the landing gear correct?
1: Uh, well, it's got rotating retracts, yeah.
2: But well, the, so the A4s have that really tall landing gear, I, which I assume is just to clear all the ordnance oh, yeah. that would hang off of it.
1: It's generally pretty good. My only nitpick okay. is that there's no gear doors, especially hmm. on the nose. It's just got a plastic piece with a hole cut out in it for the gear. Yeah. I'd, I'd like to have it, you know, maybe I'll hack in some gear doors just to make it look a little nicer. Uh, I think that's about it. Oh, I brought that new helicopter I have, the Blade 150. Hmm, I right. flew around quite a bit. I had some fun with that. Uh, but it, it was neat. There was a, some nice some nice jets, guys. Uh had a lot of neat stuff. There was a neat guy, had a scratch-built EDF. It was, I forgot what he called it. A Drysdale EDF?
2: Einz V? What language are you speaking right
1: now? I think it's a German name for something. v one something. Uh, it's got a. We had a weird name, uh, but it was really cool because the the shroud was three D printed on it. Mm. it was, it's a delta wing, very angular looking, uh, with a ducted fan on the top, uh, external externally mounted. Flew really fast, really good. Huh. And that uh, young kid I was talking about earlier, he was flying it and he flew the hell out of it. It was, it was pretty impressive.
2: Yeah. That's something I want to look into because I have ideas for stuff I want to scratch build like the yeah. F 85, where it seems like a little bit of 3d printing of some compound curve parts would come in handy. So I just want to yeah. see what other people are, see what the state of the art is for that. I know a lot of people are doing that kind of stuff. So oh yeah, they're doing all kinds of amazing stuff. I need to get up to speed. Ah,
1: so anyways um, It was a fun time It was a really good event uh, Maybe Lee Sometime you can Pop out there Next Sure time we have an event. I, I think they said They're going to do it again uh, They had some nice food On Friday night They fed us And they had a big Spaghetti dinner Or something like that uh, So Great good bunch of guys Had a great time Hanging out with them Really personal people Fantastic Louisiana personality uh, uh, What do you call it um, Hospitality Hospitality Yep Uh all good, all around.
2: All right. I'm glad you finally made it up there.
1: Yeah, yeah. I'm glad I did do. Uh, I guess the only other thing is I've finally, finally, finally finished my Gilmore uh, review. Uh, now I did. Now, <laughs> After you streamed it through a fence? Well, yeah. So the, I didn't quite stream through a fence. I just kind of kissed nudged the fence. it. He nudged it. Yeah. A little tech. <laughs> so this is the, um, the Gilmore Red Lion a.k.a. Uh, Wendell Williams Model 44 that comes out of uh, Legend Hobbies. And this was a two-part review. I did a magazine review that uh, Lee was grateful to take some still pictures of uh, for Model Airplane News, and it should be published pretty soon, I would think. And so I flew it a few times then, but I didn't wasn't able to get video. And so um, I just through life and other things, I kept getting delayed and getting the video recorded for it. And I finally was able, the past couple of weeks, get the video. In fact, it was one of the planes kind of broke in when our club opened back up again. And so this is back at my home club. And uh, uh, Jeff was uh, out there to help me videotape the thing. And so the video is actually, as we're recording this episode of the podcast, the video should be going live within the next day. I'm basically done with it. I just got to double check a few things and it will the video on hobby view will be up and you'll be able to see my bad landings with it.
4: (laughs) (laughs) It does not like you, huh?
1: It did not like me. I had some issues. I got it sorted out in the end spoilers, but yeah, the first few landings, they weren't, uh, they weren't my finest hour.
2: (laughs) Well, that was going to be my question because when you talked about the maiden flight several episodes ago, you blamed the incident with the fence on a crosswind. Yeah. Is that still your prevailing theory? I think so, unless I had a problem
1: with one of the wheels, Um, because the subsequent flights weren't that bad as far as windmilling into the sidelines or anything like that. did not have that problem. So the plane's okay. It survived, uh, but it got banged up a little bit. But uh, at least it tracked straight when it landed, that kind of stuff. So. So it's a different kind of landing problem now. It was a different kind of landing, yes. Yeah, <laughs> You'll have to watch the video to see. Yeah, all right, no all spoilers. I get it. Uh, but it's fun. I had a lot of fun with it, and uh, it's it's pretty neat. It gets a lot of attention you bring out to the field. People really like uh, the looks of it. It's got It's really pretty cool-looking plane.
2: Yeah, it is, and it's unique. You don't see many Golden Era racers. That's true. Yeah, it's very rare.
1: Although I just found out there's another guy locally who has one. He hasn't flown it yet, but he was asking me about it a little bit. So that's pretty neat. Although he's got a different engine, he's got a little more oomph in his, uh, which is fine. Uh, But it'd be interesting to see how his flies compared to mine. Yeah. So that's finally in the bag. Uh, I've been working on a Corsair, Hangar 9 60cc Corsair for somebody. And that's, oh man, that plane... You're a good friend. It, that's an arf, but uh, You're barely. ARF. <laughs> well, the the main problem is those. Uh, I'm doing the full landing gear wheel, uh, the doors. As you know, the, the Corsair has those sort of split doors. Yeah. We can call them a clamshell. They're sort of barn door gear doors. Yeah, Where we're with you. And. You're not giving much to work with, with the kit. You have the doors and that's about it. You got to, you got to source your own hinges and, um, servo mounts and, and, a bunch of other stuff. It's really a lot of fabrication, surprising, uh, more fabrication. I would have thought for an ARF to get them working. And so it's, it took up a lot of my time just doing engineering for those stupid doors. But anyways, all right, I so did it all come together? It did, finally. So it's all come together. Now I'm working on the fuselage and going to be installing engine next, I think, real quick, real soon. And we'll go from there. It's a big plane, pretty impressive. Huh. I
0: right. have a lot of fun with it. Uh, this reminds me, I still need to finish the replacement gear for my Wilson Corsair. Wilson? Well yeah. Electric, uh, right? Yeah. Uh, uh, Wilson, no, Wilson's gas. No, I meant gear, oh, <laughs> sorry, <right>. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> sorry. We we're talking about electric planes and stuff, and I was just stuck on that. Uh, gas powered retracks, watch them go. Got electric starter, <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> gas powered. Uh, uh, it takes like six hydraulics. steps. You got a choke, <laughs> <Gotta start it. laughs> uh, yeah, electric. I, I have the same electrics on my other Corsair mm. and. They've worked fine. It's just, just trying to retrofit them, and gosh, the whole retracts thing, that could be a whole episode on deciding pneumatics versus electric versus mechanical. Yeah, versus hand launch. Yeah, <laughs> well, it's funny because I was coming across some pictures of, like, planes that I have, and I came across my Phase 3 P-38, mm-hmm. my replacement one, and that thing came with gear, but I was so happy to just remove it, you know, let it just fly on grass, and I've been doing that with a lot of planes. Like yeah. the vampire, I was talking about my uh, hobby king vampire. Oh no, I think it's a DuraFly. I think it's that was the brand name. But I love that thing. But it flies way better when you remove all that weight of the gears. <laughs> That's one of the
2: appeals of the F eighty five. I want to build the, the real one. Didn't have landing gear, so. Oh, yeah.
0: <laughs> Why about You it? you should have a net for that. <laughs> That's how, that seems how you have to catch With that the, thing. Those fishing nets or something. <laughs> exactly. Put it. Throw it. Fly it through the spaghetti. <laughs> oh
1: uh, well, i should note that i was i've been i put a bunch more flight time on an old school model works 109. oh well. yeah uh i did the i got oh i gotta finish that i almost forgot um i needed to do an accompanying video with the article and so i was went out and flew around for some videotape. and it's a fun model to fly around it's just no landing gear like i said just hand launch just scoot
0: around land in the grass fitz did you happen to see the guy who videotaped you flying at the bomber the orbit event? Oh, yeah, I did. Yeah. yeah JR, JR recorded your, your flight. I'm in there too.
1: Yeah, that's really nice. That's nice. Because I remember talking to him briefly there. He's been there a couple times. So it's kind of weird to have get secret recording of you. Yeah. <laughs> Unauthorized video. <laughs> Unauthorized video. Got to confiscate that camera. Did those pictures turn out okay? Yes, they did. Thank you very much. They've been submitted. And Good. Uh, I was really uh, happy what I got. I appreciate the uh, time. Send me a Check copy of that. It's in the mail.
2: Yeah.
1: In the mail, yes. And that's that's all I got to say about
2: that. Now, I don't think so. Wait, what? Didn't you have a boat event recently? Oh, oh you want to talk about that? You can't just have a... and not tell us about it. Yes, I had a... Fitz's Fabulous Flotilla of Fun. No, Fitz's
0: Fantastic Flotilla of Fun. Now, guys, I've been saying that over and over again. You should know by now. I even had a really cool flyer that Fitz has not... You know, used, and I'm really sad about that because it's very festive. Oh, I've
1: used it <laughs> once or twice.
0: I'm just sad I didn't get to go because Kirk brought his tugboat, and that probably was awesome. He did. It was beautiful. Yeah, this is a story. Kirk got this, I don't even know if, if any work had been done on it, but at the Perry Swap meet. Wasn't it, wasn't it this conversation where he just said, if I oh, find one, thing? I'll get no,
1: one? No, it wasn't that one. He had bought a different one.
2: Uh,
0: okay oh i thought it was that one no he that's showed me like pictures. something you'd spend years building yeah me too and that's why i thought he was like just waking up working on the <laughs> treadmill going to bed oh so it was a different one so it was, oh dang okay he fooled me then I... yeah it was All still right.
1: very nice It was still good size but one he yeah. had been working on for a while he got, he got right. finished well continue with your fuff okay so we had a boating event uh this one was a, the Turnout was a little bit smaller, probably because the predicted heats were going to be, you
2: know, brutal. Or maybe um, because you didn't advertise it. I did. Where? I didn't see it on our page. Oh, uh, other places. Yeah,
0: he didn't post it on our page.
1: Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah. Next time I will. Sorry about that. Uh, well, that's okay. Well, we still had a good, good, good turnout. Some really neat stuff and usual, uh, good, good mix of. Sailboats and regular boats. The water level was a little bit down, so some sailboats weren't. You had to have a short keel. Um, really? Yeah, I guess we hadn't had much rain huh. lately. Uh, it's funny is the, <laughs> the there was a lot more turtles than usual, and they were really friendly. <laughs> they, usually the, you, the turtles, you know, they get spooked off pretty easily, and these guys, they they weren't afraid of anything. They were coming it's up cute. to you. No. It came up. I threw my boat in the water. It it, it swam up to the boat to you know, take a look at it and stuff. <laughs> so people must be feeding them or something because they were, they were really yeah, uh, coming at you. um but eventually you have to get one
2: of those RC alligators see if that keeps them away.
1: Uh, Yeah, actually, Jeff has one. He brought it, but he was missing a, a battery or a piece or something, so he couldn't run it. But he, It's just an alligator head, rear-controlled alligator head, so you drive it around in the water it looks like an, an alligator. Yeah. Uh, So, but he had his also, he has a big 3D printed PT boat that he built for his father. His father came out with it. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's really large, too. It's got three motors in it, three brushless motors. Nice. Uh, I think you've talked about that one before. Yeah, he's got running, they're working right now on running, working torpedoes for it. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, his, um, his father has been 3D printing these torpedoes and trying to stick a little motor in them and try to activate them. In fact, I got one... I borrowed one from him and said, Hey, let me take it, see if I can tinker with some electronics for it, see if I can get. I had a couple of ideas. Uh, so at some point, we'll have those, you know, we'll be dodging Guided those torpedoes. in the water. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't bring much out since the uh, my sailboat's keels are too long. I brought out my seldom used, little known catamaran sailboat. Uh, huh that uh, I bring out one, because it, it was predicted to be a little a little bit breezy, so I thought I'd bring it out, but uh, it's a tough boat to sail because as soon as you try to do a tack, if you don't do it right, it'll stop dead in the water. <laughs> and sometimes in order to get it to turn around, you got to go backwards. It, it's Interesting. A, it's an odd boat to sail. It's just a very weird. And uh, our buddy Nathan showed up, and I let him sail it around a little bit. And he, he seemed to enjoy the challenge of it. Uh, and he's got a neat uh, paddle boat. He's got a 3D-printed paddle boat uh, with differential steering on it that he was driving around.
2: Yeah, I think you talked about that one before as well. Sounds pretty neat.
1: Yeah, he had it before, but he basically re, almost totally re-engineered it or something like that. Or he did something that was a major uh, uh, upgrade to it. Mm-hmm. So, uh, we, like I said, we had usual stuff. More tugboats. Um... Uh, speed boats, guy had a barge. That oh, I saw a around. picture of that. that yeah, it was pretty cool.
2: it doesn't sound very exciting, but I'm sure it would be fun.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so it was another, another successful event. Uh, I don't know when the next one. Probably when things cool down a bit. Uh, I'm trying to get some, what's could,
2: that? Could you have used the services of someone with an FPV recovery boat? who could that be it could
1: have i think we need to need to recover one or two boats yeah at least one
2: uh I'm anxious yeah. to see that, Lee. Get it out there. Yeah. It's
0: it's ready. I got it running. I didn't remember. <laughs> Did I I told you all the story in the podcast where I accidentally screwed in through the side yeah, of the drool- camera. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I just like, grabbed the wrong screw. So, yeah. Um, so, I, I got all the new parts in. And it, it works fine. The only thing I, I haven't done yet because I keep waiting to be inspired is a different way to keep the hatch on. Because right now I use a pin that goes all the way through the top. And I need to come up with like a simple magnet that... 'll we'll hold'll we'll support all that stuff, so in case it get gets knocked or something, it doesn't just slide off, but I hard to describe it on the podcast, but I'll show pictures to you guys later.
2: I think you could probably do the job in less time than it would take to
0: explain it. oh my gosh just i tape tape would hold it down. How's that?
2: yeah, okay, so having the boat is one thing, getting it out to the pond is another.
0: Well, I just couldn't be there. I was out of town, which I didn't even mention where I was last week. <laughs> Okay. Yeah. So one last
1: thing, we had an interesting interaction with some wildlife there. Mm -hmm. Uh, One guy discovered that there was a, um, in one of the trash cans, was a, um, a, uh, some baby opossums in there. Oh, man. Yeah, apparently the mother was there, but the mother had, had died somehow. And so there was about these three little baby opossums that were just sitting there. And so he pulled them out and stuck them in a box, and uh, they were. <laughs> the possums are weird-looking creatures. They are. They're it, it, the baby ones are kind of cute, but kind of creepy at the same time. Uh, so I, I, I pet them a little bit, and uh, he ended up finding a home for them with one of the some sort of a, a wildlife um, rescue co- agency or something. Uh, but <laughs> it was kind of neat. First time I'd seen a little baby possums. So, so
4: huh.
2: Okay.
1: I took a few pictures and a video of them.
2: It was a humanitarian mission.
1: Yeah, yeah. One of the other guys who came up for the boat event, he said, yeah, you know, he picked them up, he got some gloves and started playing around with them. And uh, they found a good home.
2: Oh, yeah, that's a feel-good story. Yeah, yeah.
1: And
2: that's it. I don't think I have anything else. Are you sure? Uh, I don't know. Nothing important. Okay. Do you have any new reviews on your bench? Universe. That you're allowed to talk about?
1: Uh, I do. I don't know if I'm allowed to talk about it. Hmm. I'll have to ask so I can talk about it next time. Okay. Uh, I do, now that i finished, uh, I still got to, I really need to finish the Corsair first, and then I'll get to this one. But this will be pretty cool. If I can get it, if I can do what I want to do with it, it'll be pretty neat. Huh.
2: Hmm. Oh, speaking of old school model works, did you guys see that he found a stash of sixty uh, forty solder that he's selling? Oh yeah, man! Thank you for reminding me. I meant to go look.
1: I might pick some up actually.
2: I already did. <laughs>
1: I saw the thing and I got distracted by something else shiny and I totally forgot to look. If he um, may not have any more, as far as I know.
2: Um, when I checked a little while earlier today, there was still some available on eBay. Okay. So I don't remember, maybe it was a one pound spool each, but he was offering two one pound spools in lots on eBay. So if you need some old school 6040 solder, you see what I did there? Old school. So, um, <laughs> there's a link on our Facebook page and also on the old school model works Facebook page. Check it out. And when I say that, I realize I've not yet soldered any electronics with the new stuff. The lead-free. Have you guys experienced that yet? Oh, I don't know if I have either.
0: Ah, oh, gotta have my lead.
2: <laughs> yeah, I've I've been working off my stash of 6040 forever, so I haven't had to switch over yet. I'm not really looking forward to it. Yeah. I'm sure somebody I mean, out there has soldered with the, the lead-free stuff. But not me.
0: We we may have talked about this before, but something that I did some research on with, when I was getting some Kestrel solder is that they have an expiration date. So,
2: yeah. So does Velcro, but
0: I I know, and but I'm just saying it has, and some of the research I said is you know it's overkill on the expiration date. However, the the rosin flux that's in there does age, and you know they did say that you shouldn't hold on to it for many years. So the stuff I have is quite old. It's been working for me, but one thing I've been wanting to do is buy a brand new roll, like a fresh roll, and do a solder comparison. I might do that and get back to you guys.
2: Alright. I'm pretty sure the stuff I have now doesn't have flux embedded. I just use separate flux.
0: Actually, I've got it right here next to me. Let me look. It usually does have wheels. Embedded. I, said, I oh. meant kester. I didn't know why I said kestrel. <laughs> Whatever. There but is. Yeah. So
2: I'm reaching. I'm reaching. I'm reaching. Uh, stretching. <laughs> ah, got it. <laughs> Don't hurt yourself. I uh, almost did. Um, oh, it does have flux. 2.2% flux. But it's only .025 diameter. So it must be. must That's really what I like. I like bead. the thin stuff. Yeah. Anyway, so this will last me a little bit longer, but when I saw that deal on Mark's stuff, I'm like, yeah, you know what? I'm just going to plan for the future and grab a couple pounds of it. So well, I've I actually did. had a
1: roll for several years, but it's getting low, so I certainly can use it. Yeah. Right.
2: So there was that... And you guys want to talk about the radio now? Sure. Your turn. All right, so you're going to make me do this. Fine. I am. You highlight, guys remember
0: highlight that we had someone write us back. Well, very sure. Eloquently.
2: Unsolicitedly. Is that a word?
1: Yeah, unsolicited. So we got to be yeah. careful what we say about people. <laughs> I know somebody's
2: actually listening. <laughs> people are actually listening to us. Um on the last episode, many, many moons ago, we talked about the single stick radio from aloft hobbies and in that discussion, we guessed a lot of things and as we usual. made our own theories about a lot of things as because usual because the website didn't have all the answers, and also we didn't do a good job of reading said webpage so within a week of us releasing that episode, we received an email from Wayne Flower, at Aloft Hobbies. And he filled in some of the blanks for us and corrected some of our erroneous assumptions. So I don't want to read the whole email here, but in general, we talked about how you would hold this transmitter. And we were kind of right that you cradle it with your left arm, where your your left hand is underneath, and the throttle is a slider on the right side of the transmitter box. So if you can imagine, your your left arm is supporting this thing, and your right index finger is going to actuate a slider on the right side. And he said because of that, you actually wouldn't want to use this radio if you're limited to the use of one hand, because you need both of them, even though it's unorthodox. Um, but they are working on a radio for people with only one functional hand, so we'll stay tuned for that. Now the other main thing we talked about was whether or not this thing comes to you pre built or if it's a kit. We were wrong, or at least Lee and I were wrong. Or who was with me on the side that it's gotta be pre built? Me.
0: Yeah, okay, so we were wrong. But so I was right. I don't I don't feel wrong. <laughs> <laughs> but
1: you will admit I was right.
0: Uh you were You were not right. You were right. We were less right.
2: (laughs) (laughs) So there's actually, it does come in kit form, and there are two kits. There's a kit available if you already have the base radio, which is the FR Sky X10S Express. So if you've already got one of those (laughs) and you want to modify it, you can get the kit that just has the parts you need to convert it into the single stick radio. If you don't have any of those things, they have a kit that has all the components. And you know, I had asked the question, is that a legal thing to do to start messing with radios if you don't have an X license from the FCC? And Wayne explained that you're not messing with any of the electronics, so it's just kind of transporting from one vessel to another. So it's fine. There's no special licensing is required to build this thing. So I think that's the basis of it. Um, They have updated the website since we last looked at it. One neat thing that I saw in there is that you can get a version that has a a wooden case. And I thought that would be neat to stain it and varnish it in a unique way. And you would have an ultra unique and personalized radio. So that's something that... I would like to consider. I don't think
1: I've ever seen a transmitter with a wood case. That's different.
2: Yeah, and actually just in the bare wood, it looks pretty good. The other option is the black anodized aluminum, which also looks good. So let me scan this email again to see if there's anything I'm thinking of. Um, I think that's about it. So go to Aloft Hobbies and you'll see it. And uh, you can see for yourself what we were talking about and guess wrong about. But I think it's very interesting, and uh, we're going to keep tabs on it. And maybe get our hands on one at some point. So that's our our token correction. We have like at least one of those every show, right? <laughs> Here's what we said wrong last time. Shame on you for listening to us. <laughs> it's why we have more episodes. <laughs> we should just have a blanket disclaimer at the beginning. as I think it's implied anyway. They, these guys are full of crap. Just... <laughs> Take everything with a grain of salt.
1: (laughs) The things you hear on the show may or may not be accurate. Right. All right.
2: So we're what? An hour and a half into this thing? No, an hour and 40 minutes or ish. I was thinking we had
0: so much more to talk about. What are we forgetting? I don't know. Is this thing on? Well, I'm talking. Um, Well, I've got air Ventures coming up for me couple of weeks we might get a podcast out before we go so i'll hold on to that but i'm going back with the boys driving up trailer rc flying woohoo we'll do some live stuff from the ama i'll maybe do some rc roundtable posts as well nice So keep a lookout for it uh, i'll work on my trailer i might post some trailer updates on our facebook page so guys check us out there Get on Facebook. It's not hard. It's not difficult.
2: <laughs> so if you're going to Oshkosh, that means no full-scale P38s are showing up this year? Oh
0: Well, no one showed up last time. It's just that I was trying to park the car when it was doing its solo flyby. <laughs> and I was so angry. I mean, it was unbelievable because I couldn't find a parking space. I dropped the kids off. They had my camera. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, it was not a pleasant. But anyway, yes, I will. let's hope that there will be at least one or two or three. All right. So I was going to say it, four.
2: <laughs> <laughs> All the P thirty eight. So are you at a hotel this year? Or are you camping out?
0: Uh, hotel. We're staying at the same place.
2: Okay. Good.
0: But I'm bringing the trailer. They're going to. We had a great meeting with the EAA today, so they're excited to have us up there. I'm going to park right. my trailer up by the museum, so we'll have tools and accessories for for the older kids. <laughs> <laughs> if they if they need stuff or parts, uh, which will be nice. Yeah. And my boys will be working, but I, I'm encouraging Austin, who's a senior this year, to go visit some of the colleges that'll be up there. Uh, Embry-Riddle will be there, so hopefully he'll spend some time there. Ooh, hello.
2: I've heard that's a good school. It's okay. I've
0: heard about it. It'll do. I, I, I hear it doesn't really give you any job <laughs> <laughs> options. It's, it's a way to spend money, right? I heard there's like more the, girls
1: and boys that go there.
0: <laughs> you might you might spend more money at Embry Riddle than you do at casino. <laughs> <laughs> um so that's going on as far as planes and stuff yeah I got, it's cr- still got the darn yellow aircraft sitting on the dining room table <laughs> still because all, yeah because we moved everything around to get ready for the trailer and stuff so i got tons of stuff and i got your stuff i need to give you fits yeah i got uh, stuff to Terry give you too doing. so yeah i mean i will do my best uh, we didn't mention it i don't think so about the scoby swap meet this weekend uh, gosh, how many have they had this year? Is this the second one or the third one? I think it's
1: the second one, I believe.
0: Wow, it just seems like there's been more. And uh, I'll, I'll do my best to get there. I may not be able to get early and, and do work on any deals, but I guess I might just catch up with you afterwards. So you can show me your hoard of goodies, and I will add to it.
2: You show me mine, I'll show you. Uh,
0: <laughs> not that. So, no, I got that backwards. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but that's Oh, the back. by the
2: way, Fitz, they're... The stuff that Lee brought down from our tag up, the stuff he's bringing for you, there's the thing you know about, which I already mentioned, the duet. Mm. There's also some extra special prizes in there that I hope you will enjoy.
0: Oh, I gave him a hint, yeah. but I didn't. I, I told him it was, uh, uh, what was the name of the robot in Lost in Space?
1: Oh, it was just called Robot.
0: Was it just called robot? Yeah, it just called robot. <laughs> I, t- I said, so Terry put this thing that's seven feet tall that just goes, danger, danger. <laughs> that's all I told him. <laughs>
1: I actually saw a markup of that real robot at a show once. Somebody built a full scale model of it.
0: Huh. Hey, I'm going to take us off to a different track. You have been working on canine. Yes, I have. You want to add some stuff
1: there? So yes. Yeah, so Comic Palooza is coming up in a couple of weeks. We'll Say again. Comic Palooza. Okay. It's uh. You, do you know um, Comic Con in San Diego? Comic yeah, yeah. convention. It's, it's the Houston version of Comic Con. It's actually quite big. There's a lot of big stars that show up there. We get people from Star Wars, Star Trek, uh, all kinds Hobby of that, view. Uh, fantasy, and yeah, well, yeah, well, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Doctor Who, uh, Eccleston is going to be there. Um, uh, some people from uh, the Boys TV show. Sorry, uh, oh, you don't watch the Boys? Oh, you got you like the Boys, Terry? That's right. Up okay. Your alley. Anyways, uh, so a lot of you know you know. A lister or high B lister stars show up there and sign our grass and whatever. Uh, so, but it it's not just a comic convention; it's more of a science fiction, fantasy comics. I mean, there's comic vendors, but they have all kinds of forums and things. But anyways, I belong to a makerspace here in town, and we have a booth that we set up at Comic Con at the Comic Palooza. And one of the more popular things to bring is canine. Uh, so I. He's rail control, so I can drive him around, and and he can speak and play music and do all kinds of stuff, and people really like him. Um, Based on
2: the character from Doctor Who. Yeah, this is Doctor
1: Who's uh, artificially intelligent robot dog from the old series back in the 70s and 80s. And So I built a replica of him, and uh, I have a lot of fun with him. He's got all kinds of sensors and cameras and stuff in him. Uh, But the problem is, he's just been sitting for the past couple of years... Since we haven't had a Comic-Con in two or three years, or at least haven't gone, uh, I'm really neglecting him. So they, the people at the creator space says, uh, can you bring K-9 this year? I'm like, uh, I don't even know if he works. So I've been kind of tinkering with him. The tail mechanism, uh, you know, he the tail wags. And so when a, a small kids come up to him, one of the first thing they do is grab the tail. Ugh. And so... Normally it's not a problem, but after you know a couple hundred kids grabbing a tail, it, it finally broke, and so I had to take it apart and do some repair work on it, and try to get back together. So I posted some stuff on my on my personal um, uh, social media that I got the tail working again. And so I gotta.
2: Sounds like you up. need to put a taser on that
0: tail.
1: <laughs> no, but I'm gonna make it more um, fiddle proof, so to speak.
2: Yeah, like a server saver.
0: Yeah, yeah. Had- <laughs> back off, kid. <laughs> 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 Sorry,
1: <laughs> he's got a laser in his nose, like so shoot. I can shoot kids with him, but uh, uh, so yeah, it, that's exactly what I did. Is I put a servo saver. He had it, the 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 tail moves up and down and left and right, and I think the up and down part had a servo saver, but not the left and right. And ultimately, the left and right mechanism broke, and so now both up and down and left and right have servo savers on it, right. so kids can grab it with wild abandon.
2: Can you imagine the street cred you're going to get when you take Canine to this thing in a DeLorean? <laughs> you're going to be the king of that joint.
1: <laughs> king of the nerds. King of the nerds, yes. Yeah, I got to get that working. I was playing with that the other night. I was uh, looking, poking around, looking to see what it takes to get the fuel pump out of that sucker. Uh, the I mean, DeLorean? That, yeah. Okay. That's going to be some work. I noticed really? some other things that are going to need some my attention. So but anyways, but yeah, that'd be pretty cool. Once I, I sit him in the front seat. And take the <laughs> have his head poking out the
2: window. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I wanted to do that so bad in the car. Just has his head like a regular dog. You know, the dog sticks their heads out the window. Oh, right. Yeah. But have canine's head. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> one day, one day I'll do that.
4: Hmm.
1: But anyway, so. Uh, you know, I was thinking that a nice sixteen-channel radio would be nice for him because I'm right now. I'm using the um, high-tech nine-channel, and I've used up all the channels on it.
2: Well, we've talked about those budget radios before, like the Radio Master. Yeah, I've thought about getting one of those. Multi-protocol, just, 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 yeah. just a little cheap, cheap
1: sixteen-channel radio or something. You know, that's nothing that really would fly my airplanes on, but for my robotic stuff, I got some nice radios already. No, don't need it. I got a ten channel. Lots of people do though. Oh yeah, yeah. there's Nothing wrong with it. But uh, I just thought, but I needed, you know, all the channels.
4: All right.
1: So, well, I think we've uh gabbed long enough on this belated episode of the RC Roundtable. You guys got any last things you need to get off your chest? No. <laughs>
0: the airing
3: of grievances
1: (laughs) grievances (laughs) unrolled a scroll
2: I hereby henceforth declare um no I think I'm all caught up so I appreciate this opportunity to reconnect with you guys it had been too long and Lee I'm glad I got to see you I think it had been exactly a year since I had seen you before and under the same circumstances
0: I agree we met at Edgewater Gave you a big bear hug. You did.
1: <laughs> well, it sounds like a good circumstances. Glad you guys, uh, could, could finally meet up and hang out with some real airplanes. Yeah.
0: We yeah, didn't right. get to, we didn't get to fly, but we got to look at some planes and up close. Wow. And thanks again for Adam to invite us into the hangar and l- lunch with us or dinner with us afterwards. That's that was good. fun.
1: Yeah. Adam, you've been, Adam's been really, really good to us. We really appreciate, uh, uh his friendship and camaraderie. He's, uh, He's done some things that's been surprisingly generous. So he's good people. I'll just leave it there.
2: Yeah. And speaking of like the relevancy in the recent history, you know, Flight Test did their giant B 17. Yeah. And as much as I give Flight Test grief for some things they've done, I'm really impressed with that B 17. They, did a good job with it and the videos of it flying look really good
0: too. It is it is neat and I'm going to research while we talk but uh, the B-17, the the library is uh, for Adam's grandfather yes. is that correct?
2: Yeah that's where I was going with that so.
0: Yeah. Hmm. Right. Do you remember the name of it?
2: Bombogie There
1: you go.
0: <laughs> so maybe this is an open uh, call to Adam to come back on and give us the info about his connection. Oh, yeah, good All point. that stuff.
4: Yeah.
0: Yeah, because I did. I, he, he's he been texting us, and I texted him, I guess, maybe yesterday, the day before. I said, you know, where is that plane going? You know, where is it going to fly next? And he goes, I think they're just going to store it at Edgewater because it's so big. <laughs> <laughs> if you, yeah. And if you haven't seen it, it is huge. But, boy, I'd sure like to see it out and about. Yeah, yeah I
2: think a 20-foot wingspan.
0: Yowzers! Yeah, 20 feet. Yeah, <laughs> that's a lot of foam. Plywood overcast would look so tiny next to it. <laughs> it's a foam board overcast, huh?
2: Uh, um, I don't think it's foam board. Oh no, I, thought I think it was. they milled it out of actual expanded foam. Oh, okay. I stand
0: corrected. So I but think maybe, maybe not. Plywood Overcast may have been the, light, the largest wingspan aircraft flown at Edgewater until they trumped us with this B-17.
2: Did they fly it at Edgewater? I thought I they know. only float at Fury Field.
0: Oh, maybe they did. Oh, so maybe we still hold the record. Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> we have no idea. I'm sure there's been lots of big and obnoxious stuff flown at Edgewater.
0: Yeah. You, you just choose what truth we are saying. That's true. Uh, That's say it with think. enough
2: conviction, it's true.
0: Yeah. Oh, gosh. All right. Well, that was fun. I it was. I missed you guys. Along, get let's to another... do this
2: again before too long.
0: Yeah. Well, like I said, hopefully we can do it before we head out and maybe have some updates on the, the trailer. And, and maybe Fitz and I will get together and have some stories of our meeting <laughs> this weekend. <laughs> Something might happen. Who knows? <laughs> um, All right. Well, yeah, let's try to at least get back on our every two-week quasi-schedule.
1: All right. Like Roger a that.
0: All right. Take us home, Fitz.
1: All right. Go home. Oh. Click. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thanks, everybody, for listening to another fun-filled episode of the RC Roundtable. All right. Well, until next time, uh, have a good week, and we will see you later.
0: See you later. Bye. <laughs>